Hello, and welcome to Shoulder Charge, a new rugby league podcast hosted by me, Casey Smith. This is a podcast where we discuss all the big issues within the sport of rugby league. On this week's Shoulder Charge, it goes from bad to worse at Leeds. What is the point of the 1895 Cup? And we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures in Super League. Now you may have heard in the last couple of days that Callum Watkins is leaving Leeds Rhinos and he's leaving at the end of the season. He's made over 200 appearances for the club, although back in April last year he'd only just signed a new deal. So what's gone wrong since? Well, shortly after he suffered an ACL and he's only just returned in February. An ACL's a, a very long term injury and you know they can keep players out for months and months and months and they don't always come back to what they was before the injury he's not been the same player since you know some people say he's lost a yard of pace but that's always the case with acl injuries and long-term injuries like you know leg breaks and whatnot but should Leeds have released him you know this is a player he's given so much it's his boyhood club that he's been with since 2008 he's a three-time grand final winner a two-time challenge cup winner an England international. He's been through the good and bad with Leeds. He's been through it all. But now, he's leaving. And it's all because Leeds wanted to reduce the terms of his current contract so that they could comply with their salary cap. And Callum Watkins has quite rightly said no. And here's the issue I have with the handling of Callum Watkins. The player has given so much. And clubs like Leeds Rhinos, you know, I think they have a duty to stand by the, the stars. And, you know, where is the mutual respect Where's the loyalty towards a player who's given his all? Why should he have to take a pay cut just, just because Leeds want to comply with it, with a salary cap? What about all the rest of the players? You know, why does it have to be Captain Callum Watkins who is given everything? And through no fault of his own, has come unstuck because of a, a long-term injury. It's not as if he's, uh, you know, been banned for doping or took cocaine or, you know, anything like that. And I just think Leeds needs to Leeds should have stick by him. And he's only leaving at the end of the season, which makes no sense to me. You know, do they actually want him or do they not? Watkins will be professional. You know, he'll give his all in training. He'll go into games if he's if he's included, and he'll he'll do his best. He'll give an eight out of ten performance. You know, he'll give everything that he's got. But in the back of his mind, in that game, his mental well being will be, I'm not wanted at this club. They don't want me anymore. And yeah, he'll be trying to put himself in the shop window, although apparently a move is imminent. Who that will be, I'm not sure. But how can he get back to the player he once was when, you know, he's so clearly not wanted at the club? It makes life a lot more hard. And why have they made this decision now? I know that clubs are, are deciding what they're doing next season and signing players and all that stuff, but does he not at least deserve a chance to get back to where he was and then Leeds will decide later on. Going back to not being wanted, you know, it's the same with Richard Agar, the coach. He's not going to be there next year, I assume. So how can Richard Agar do a job? Leeds need restructuring. They need a coach to do that. And it seems to me that Kevin Sinfield is making all the decisions at the moment. Why doesn't he put his money where his mouth is and coach the side? He seems to be doing everything else. Who is he accountable to? It seems to me that he's way out of his depth at the moment. You know, to have a coach and players in the side, it won't be there next year. How on earth can Leeds go forward? How on earth can they try and 
perform for the rest of the season after such a terrible start. Let's not make any bones about this. Leeds are in a relegation scrap. And anyone who says they can't go down, well I wouldn't be so sure. They may have quality players, but that counts for nothing when you're so poorly managed. And the sides around them are not in such a mess as Leeds are, although okay, I might have a thing or two to say about that. Just in the last day, they've, they've said they're letting go of Tim Sheens. But I'm sort of coming to the conclusion that, you know, I think relegation may just be what Leeds deserve because the club has had such shoddy mismanagement and off-the-field chaos. And yeah, they might have the stars, but have they really earned to be a team in Super League? And I don't buy this notion that all the top teams deserve to be in, in Super League. And, in, you know, when, when a top side gets relegated, oh, they deserve to be, be in, the, in, in Super League. Well, I don't believe that. I believe you have to earn it. And you have to, you have to perform like a Super League side and you have to act like one. And at the moment, Leeds Rhinos are not doing that. Anyway... That's enough about the situation at Leeds. Let's now discuss the 1895 Cup. For those of you who don't know, the 1895 Cup is a competition, much like the Checker Trade Trophy in football. So it's a lower league competition and there's a chance to get to Wembley. It was on over last weekend and there were a couple of matches on last night as well. So going through into the quarterfinals, it's Lee, York, Barrow, Batley, Widnes, Dewsbury Rams, Doncaster and Sheffield Eagles. Before we get into discussing the 1895 Cup, let's hear from the Sheffield Eagles head coach and club legend Mark Aston. Oh, I'm not. You know, I don't. I, I'm not a believer that we need to play more games. I certainly don't want to be playing midweek games as part-time players. Uh, but look, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy it. We'll, we'll challenge yourself to go as far as we can. There's a bit of there's a bit of something for the players to play for because the play at Wembley, which there's not too many people in the world can say they're playing at Wembley. So there's a bit of there's a bit of something there. Uh, some might say it's an unwelcome distraction, or it's a good chance to get to Wembley. Are you falling on the unwelcome distraction side? I just I'm conscious that it's a midweek game, yeah. you know, and and we ain't got a big squad and, and things like that. Pick up a couple of injuries then. You know, your season could unravel, and, and I'm mindful of that. So we've got to be smart. We've got to be smart how we go around this business. So that was what Mark Aston thought. And here's the problem I've got with the 1895 Cup. The RFL have only just announced a sponsor for the Cup. I think it's called AB Sundex. But the competition was announced back in November. And only now, as, as teams enter the quarterfinals, have the RFL actually announced a sponsor for the competition. And who outside the rugby league actually knew that games were on last night and games were on over the weekend? Who even knows what the competition is outside the rugby league? Apart from cricket at the moment, there's not much sport on, especially in midweek. So it begs the question, could they have marketed it, marketed it better? But it seems to me that the RFL, they've announced a competition that they don't really, they don't really believe in. It wasn't on the BBC Sport fixture list, so you you didn't know it was on there. A game was on, on the Our League app, but who knows what that is? It was on Twitch as well, and I saw only a thousand people were watching that last night, so, you know, it's not getting a lot of attention. But if you're going to introduce a competition, at least let people be aware of it. You know, we're constantly talking about expansion and growing the sport, but it can sometimes do the game a disservice. 
you know, this constant self-flagellation, it's not doing us any favours. How can we begin to sell the sport when all we talk about is the pitfalls of rugby league? And I know I'm slightly talking about the 1895 Cup here, but we've had similar installations of the 1895 Cup before, and they got rid of it in 2013. And if they were going to bring it back, surely you would believe in it and you would get behind it, but it doesn't seem to be. And it's not, it's not something difficult. It's not hard to do. But I think just all of it, all of Rugby League, if they just promoted their product a little bit better, we may see better results. We've got, we're looking at the big picture now. We're saying, oh, we had that game in Barcelona that was successful, so let's go to France or let's go to America or whatever. Let's have Magic Weekend in France, etc, etc, etc. These are all big, big projects. And But if we just do the basics right, you know, selling the product that we actually have at the moment, Super League, Championship, the cups if we just sell them a little bit better maybe we'll get better results and luckily with halifax being out of the 1895 cup after they fielded a pretty young side there i don't i think they wanted to avoid that because prior to this halifax progressed to the semi-finals of the challenge cup beating bradford so they face st helens in the challenge cup if they beat St. Helens at Bolton in the semi-finals, which would be very unlikely, but it's a possibility. If they beat St. Helens and progress to the final at Wembley in the Challenge Cup final, and they got to the final of the 1895 Cup as well, well, they wouldn't be allowed to get to the final of the 1895 Cup. The loser of the previous round would go through to the final. And who wants to watch that? Who wants to see the, per- the the team who's lost then go go into the into the final of the cup? What what does that say about your competition? You know, it makes it look like a bit of a Mickey Mouse competition. You know, they've they've tried to arrange it so that everybody gets a chance of Wembley and you know the crowd, it, as many people get in there as possible. But if that is going to compromise the actual competition of it. If that is going to put a loser into the final, I, th- I think, you know, we go- we're going a step too far there. It's all good and well trying to increase the sport and getting more people to it, but sometimes that can affect the actual product we have, and I think it has here. But I don't think the 1895 Cup will be... I don't think it's going to last. Moving on, let's look at this weekend's fixtures in Super League. Let's start off with Saints. They're flying high at the moment, you know, they're top of the table, head and shoulders above the rest of the league. They're ahead of Warrington in second place by six points, and they face London on Sunday. And I think this is going to be another high-scoring win for St. Helens. You know, even last week against Wakefield, they give it a good go, and they made it tough for them for periods of the game. But Saints came out on top, and they won convincingly. They won 48-10, and Saints always find a way to win. And in recent weeks, they've been finding ways to win big. And London, they're desperate for two points as well. You know, they sit bottom. They've won just one of of the last ten. And by next week, there could be two wins adrift going into round 18. But I cannot see past St. Helens winning. Sticking with the bottom, Hull KR face Wigan. Hull KR might fancy the chances after coming so close against Warrington, losing 28-22. But with all the chaos surrounding the coach, um, I think he's he's left now. 
uh, Tim Sheens just you know days before the fixture it's a bit chaotic and that's not to mention you know Wigan I think the defence will be too tough for for the Robins anyway especially after watching the game on last Friday Hull KR missed several easy chances for a try you know at a period of a good period of that game and there was overcomplicating things so that'll be a Wigan win for me elsewhere Catalan faced Warrington in a match that's almost like the path for second place. Catalans are away again, so I think Warrington may extend their lead over third to, to six points. And it's also another tough test for Leeds, who face Wakefield. Leeds will be more optimistic knowing Wakefield have lost the last three in all competitions, but I can't see past the Wakefield Trinity win. Despite losing 48-10 to St. Helens, they were still impressive for large periods of that game. Going off everything I've said about Leeds, you know, the chaos off the field, a coach who's not even going to be there next year, presumably. Callum Watkins, who's not wanted. I cannot see Leeds winning this one. Moving on to the rest of the fixtures, Salford face Hull FC. Arguably the two most frustrating sides in Super League. Very inconsistent. Hull FC, they go from hero to zero within the space of two games. And it's a chance for them to show that they can be consistent and get a few wins on the bounce and stop losing straight after a, a good win. And Salford, the same for them. One week they seemed brilliant against St Helens. They almost snatched a win. They ran St Helens closer than anyone else has done, except for Catalan, who, who beat them, obviously. But then they never seemed to kick on and become a top side. They always seemed to fall back. So... That one will be tough to call, and uh, I think I'm going to sit on the fence with this one. And also, Castleford face Huddersfield. Castleford are out, have got so many injuries, and they've been through a bit of a bad patch. They've introduced Corey Aston and uh, Jake Truman, who have benefited from first-team action, but Castleford are really missing those big players, but they cannot do anything about it. They've got to find ways to win, and... They've not won for quite a while now, so they'll be hoping to get a, get a win, and they're at home, so that's an advantage. But Huddersfield have won two on the bounce, and I reckon Huddersfield might do this one. So that's that for this week's fixtures, and that's that for this week's shoulder charge. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. We're available on all good podcast outlets. If you've anything to add or you've any thoughts, I am at the Casey Smith. That's Casey with a K on Twitter, and I'll be back with a sparkling edition of Shoulder Charge next week. See you then.